Yo, welcome back, Wolfpack. Welcome to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wolf, and I'm here to fix your team. I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. If you missed the Thanksgiving extravaganza podcast, I hope your little puppy gets gingivitis. And you missed a delectable treat. The pod was as long as uh, Rapunzel's hair. And it truly helped me in my own matchups. 4-0 sweep in cash leaks this week. Let's get into the news and notes. All right, somebody turn the sad music on. All right, CMC goes down for the year. As a CMC owner, you had to weather the storm with his injuries all year. Now you lose him for the rest of the season. When you had high hopes of uh, sneaking in the playoffs, creating a little chaos with CMC in the playoffs. That's dead. Most people have buyer's remorse now and refuse to draft him next year. He's a round two guy. Next up on the slate is Dalvin Cook. Goes down with the torn labrum and a dislocated shoulder. Uh, he's playing through a torn labrum in his other shoulder as well. The early prognosis is that he will probably miss one to two weeks. But if Madison plays well, we may very well see him longer than that in hopes to get him back to 90%. Uh, Zeke was a full participant in practice yesterday, and Jerry Jones said, I quote, Zeke will have a serious load against the Saints. Uh, Don't shoot the messenger. So it seems like Zeke will have a full goal Thursday night. Uh, Debo Samuels has a mild, ah, my growing injury in his week-to-week, and he's probably going to miss one or two weeks as well. So uh, speaking of the Saints, in the Thursday night showdown, yesterday a report said Kamara was a limited participant. Mark Ingram participated in full, and Taysom Hill is taking the first team snap. So uh, change at QB, and uh, the band is back together. Uh, the Saints were a hard watch on Thanksgiving. Uh, fans left during the first TV timeout of the game. Uh, A.A. Ron Rodgers will not have surgery until the end of the season and didn't seem to slow down against the Rams last week, so he's going to play through the pain. Uh, DeAndre Swift went down with a shoulder injury on Thanksgiving, and I flipped my whole table over. We had the DoorDash McDonald's. Uh, at least the ice cream machine was working that day. Uh, no MRI, so the injury can't be too serious. And Dan Campbell said that Swift was a little sore and can't see him playing this week against the Vikes. So this may just be a one-week injury. Now, I usually don't uh, review the Thursday night games because they tend to be some stinkers. But it was a Thanksgiving weekend, and it was a triple header Thursday night. Uh, how in the world did the Raiders beat the Cowboys? Uh, I love watching Stephen A. Uh, after the Cowboys lose. Southern Steve. (laughs) Howdy. How do? Now, I know some of you Cowboys fans out there a little bit shaky this morning. Trying to act like you're all right. Got a 7-4 record still in first place in NFC lease. Trying to stick out your chest and act like you're comfortable. But I know you. Gallup and Cedric Wilson played great in the stead of uh, Lamb and Cooper. But anytime you lose your number one and two receiving options, you're in a lot of trouble. I just don't understand how they couldn't stop the Raiders without Darren Waller. That's what confused me more than anything. The winner of this game has to be Jordan Jacobs. Jordan Jacobs. <laughs> Josh Jacobs. 
Uh, I've been critical of Jacobs because he's been very TD dependent. Uh, but they are getting him more involved since the absence or the removal of Gruden. Uh, he went 22 for 87 and a TD with two grabs. In uh, the last two games, he had five catches in both of those games. Josh has great hands and was literally the passing downs back at Alabama. Shout out to the tie for securing the Iron Bowl as well. The only possible loser of this game would have to be Darren Waller. And I don't want to put a guy on the loser list for having an injury. So I'm going to leave it at that uh, because he helped me win a matchup by not playing. And injuries are out of your control. All right, the Bucks took care of the Colts 38-31. The winner of this game has to be Leonard Fournette. Fournette has been excellent ever since taking over this backfield. He came away with 17 carries for a hundo and four scoring seven years ago. A loser of this game has to be all the Bucks, excluding Gronk, who had seven for 123. Godwin and Evans put up uh, two Pepe LePews. Tom at 226, one touchdown, one pick. Ronda Jones scored a TD on your waiver wire. Uh, if you're a Jonathan Taylor owner, you can't be disappointed with the outcome, but he'll be back in the MVP conversation after they demolish Houston next week. Uh, Pittman was, he was okay, but you expect more out of 10 targets. The Bengals beat the terrible towel out of the Steelers 41-10. Joe Mixon has to be the winner of this game, 28 for 165 and 2. This game just uh, just catapulted him into the RB3 of the season. He scored a TD in every week since week four. It's not a lot of uh, set it and forget it players, but Mixon is absolutely one of them. Losers are everybody on the Steelers except Deontay Johnson. You could pencil him in for 15 every single week. Jot it down. The Falcons squeak past the Jags 21-14. I would like to welcome Cordero Patterson back to the fantasy party after missing only one week to an ankle injury. Boy, I missed you like a fat kid misses cake. I thought I was going to lose you for multiple weeks, but you're a warrior, and I love you. Patterson had 108 on the ground with two TDs. Loser of this game is Matt Nagy, Bill Belichick, Leslie Frazier, Mike Zimmer, and Jack Del Rio. Yeah, that's all Patterson's head coaches during his tenure in the NFL. Y'all got it wrong. And we could have been getting this crazy production well before his 23rd year in the NFL. Shame on you guys. If we don't hear a word about Ridley before game time, then it's, it's time to cut ties. Hope he gets the help he needs. The Carolina Panthers put up... Panthers. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers put up one of the worst performances of the year. Uh, one of my loyal listeners asked about the Dolphins' defense uh, about two weeks ago. I didn't want to jump on the bandwagon or the moving train after just two good performances. I was wrong. This is a defense that you want to hold through their bye. Uh, they're good, and I think they're going to be good come fantasy playoffs. Uh, winner of this game is Jalen Waddle. If you haven't seen the Waddle celebration, you should. It's a hoot. Waddle destroyed my bench by going bonkers for 137 and a TD. Miles Gassens, he's the 1B winner by getting two touchdowns on the ground. I thought his season was done. I thought he just surprised us with the 18-point performance against the Jets, but he's he might be back right around time for fantasy playoffs. 
The loser of this game is uh, Cam and CMC. I know, I know. I said I didn't want to put a guy on the loser list for an injury, but I lied. CMC has to go on this list because he's he's your number one or number two pick of the draft. And it all but killed you this season. It's almost impossible to lose your best player and still hoist the trophy at the end. Cam is the loser for the rest of the season. He was my QB stream of the week, and I depended on him. I counted on him, and he put up a pitiful 5 for 21. The reason I liked the return of Cam is because I figured, at the very least, he could have uh, had a good day every week if he just passed Christian McCaffrey the ball 97% of the time. How could that go wrong? I guess it did. The Pats beat the snot out of the Titans, 36-13, as they should have. Considering the Titans are down, everybody. Uh, Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. Who? He's going to win a rookie of the year. Uh, he plays the way Bill loves his QBs to play. A guy who doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He went three, 310 yards, two touchdowns. The loser of this game is uh, the Patriots running game. Good luck trying to figure out who, to, who, who comes away with the TD every week. Uh, Harris had 11 carries and Ramondre had nine. Both of them had 40 yards, even though Harris came away with the TD. That's going to be hard to trust weekly. The Broncos secured the home victory against the Chargers 28-13. The Denver run game is the winner. Yeah, both of these guys can be trusted weekly. And that's the reason why they haven't been on your way wire all year. Gordon put up 83. Williams came away with 54 and a rushing touchdown. Three catches for 57 yards. The loser is Mike Boomer Bus Williams. Uh, I thought he was possibly the best steal of the draft after the first month. Wrong. But he reverted back to the guy he's been since he's been in the league. He's now a desperation flex. You have to be afraid to start him right now. He went four for 39. Loser part two. Don't start any of these receivers for the Broncos. Since the return of Jerry Judy, they have pretty much been splitting all of the production evenly. And they don't want to throw the ball. They just want to run it. I think Bridgewater had like 18 to 20 uh, attempts. That That's not enough to have a productive wide receiver out of this receiving core. The Giants beat the Eagles 13 to 7. Nobody won in this game. Hertz was the number one QB before this game, and I told the guy to starts Hertz, start Hertz over Stafford. Boy, was I wrong. Barkley is a loser, as he went 13 for 40, with run one run of being 32 yards. I'm not saying he's cooked, but the offensive line surely doesn't help him. You're going to start him with zero confidence at this point. This offense is bad. It's broken, and they don't give him the ball. He's not He's not involved enough. Uh, the Packers, with the home victory win against the NFC Super Bowl favorite, the Rams, 36-28. The winner is Aaron Jones and his pinky toe. Both survived. Rodgers carved up this defense like they weren't elite. Rodgers is remarkable. He really is. When he's on, he's on. There were no losers from this game. It was a great game for fantasy. 
And everybody performed other than uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones, the other A.A. Ron. And you had to know he wouldn't have a big game because he was going to be limited. That The injury he faced, MCL sprain, that's like a three-week injury. But he came back and won. If it wasn't for clock stoppage, uh, Elijah Mitchell would still be running. He was my starter of the week, and he came through. I've loved the run, the Niners' run game because of their offensive line. Trent Williams, Alex Mack, McGlinchey. These guys are a bunch of bullies. It's like, like shove you in a locker, bully. I told y'all last week that I was deathly afraid of the Vikings kicker, Greg Joseph, because I didn't know how many possessions they would get. As, as crazy as that sounds, you might be like, what is he talking about a kicker? Kickers matter. Nick Folk has... Just as many points as Elijah Moore. I looked it up. He had like 140 points. I'm like, how is that possible? So kickers actually matter. I know you don't want to think about them or, but they, they are important. Uh, the 49ers, they they want to make every game a, a elevator fight. No Jay-Z. Uh, where you they just run the ball down your larynx and dare you to stop it. Dominate time of possession. Force you to play in a compress football game. Niners had the ball for 37 of 60 minutes. Eli is the winner going for 133 and a TD on the ground while adding five grabs. The playoff schedule is Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston. So he may very well be help you host the Lombardi. The loser is, is uh, George Kittle. One for 13. That won't be the norm. Starting back up next week, especially if Debo goes down for any time, which he, he's doubtful right now. He's going to miss one or two weeks. All right, the Ravens squeak past the Browns, and Kareem Hunt Sr. has entered the conversation. I guess all the Cleveland Browns dads are tired of the Browns losing, like they haven't watched this organization since uh, the Model T Ford was introduced. The winner. I don't think we had any real winners of this game. Lamar had a bad game. Baker continuously has bad games. The losers, the Cleveland run game. You would have thought they were getting blown out to only run the ball 15 times. Chubb went 8 for 16. Hunt went 7 for 20. So Kareem, Kareem Hunt's dad was right. Run the ball. The football team scraped past the Seahawks in a Monday night nail-biter. I don't know if DK Metcalf has a poster of Sierra in his locker or is he always playing Futures music when he comes to the stadium. But there's some kind of disconnect between him and Russ. He didn't he didn't look in his direction the entire night, I guess until the end to the last quarter. Uh, I was waiting for Russell to take his helmet off in all game and I was going to be like, oh, it's Geno Smith wearing his jersey. I didn't, didn't expect that. They have no running game, and Wilson is a shell of himself right now since he returned back from injury anyway. After saying all this, you would have think Russ had a bad game. He was 20 for 31, 247, and two touchdowns and had a chance to tie the game to go into overtime. I wish they even had a chance to get the – they had a chance to win it, actually, with the onside kick that it was a penalty for formation infraction. Uh, but it just looked bad, even though he played a good game statistically. Look bad. The play calling and all the short passes. Like, what world do we live in where Gerald Everett would get nine targets to DK's four? And those four came late in the fourth. 
I needed DK to score one whole point to secure the win. And I was sweating it out. Like like being at work, noticing you left your phone at home unlocked with your wife. Did I did I look at that at pri- in private? That's what you're gonna be telling yourself. Let's get into why you're actually here for the waiver wire picks of the week. This is a very critical part of fantasy. This is where the guys who are in ninth and tenth place they've they've quit and they're not gonna do any waiver picks. This is where you can be greatly hurt by not having your handcuffs of good running backs. Granted, there is there's only a few handcuffs worth having on your team, and too bad that all of them. <laughs> are part of the game plan right now, which is Madison, Williams, and Jamal Williams. Pollard, I guess Daryl Williams as well. Pollard, A.J. Dillon, and possibly Jeff Wilson. Uh, but this is where it's time to prep for the playoffs as well. So if I'm locked in the playoffs, this is where I'll start picking up two defenses, uh, indoor kickers to prep for the run. All right, well, you already know who the number one ad is, Alexander Madison. He's only 53% on, and quite a few Dalvin Cook owners are going to be crying in agony when they're not able to pick him up. He's been phenomenal in the absence of Cook this season, scoring 20 points in both starts. Uh, The number two ad, running back anyway, Jamal Williams of Detroit (laughs) Detroit Williams of the Detroit Lions. It's going to feel disgusting starting any lion, but volume, volume, volume. You've seen what the 49ers did to this Vikings D-line last week. And Williams will see the lion share of the snaps. See what I did there? He's a 20-touch guy if Swift misses time, misses a week or two. So he's the number two ad. The number three running back is Chuba Hubbard. Now, there's a bunch of downside with this ad. This needs to be be a, a warm body ad with CMC going on IR. The Panthers are on a bye this week because you can't even start them. So I don't, I'm not even sure if it's worth you making a claim for him until after the waiver claims go through. Uh, he has a good matchup against Atlanta. Then you can pretty much shut him down. That That's going to be it because his remaining schedule is Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. You don't want to start him in any of those weeks. I know. Short lists. Here are the guys on my not-so-sexy list. These are the guys slash defenses that you want to pick up after waiver claims go through. If Daryl Henderson doesn't play because of his quad injury, then you have to go get Sony Michelle. If Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard both miss time, you have to go get Boston Scott. All right, the QB to pick up, and granted, this is after waivers, is Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints. Not exactly sure if you should play him this week, uh, but if he gets hot, he's a 20-point QB with a great rushing floor. Uh, Taysom had at least 22 points in three of the four games, three of the four starts from last year. Uh, but that was with Michael Thomas, and I'm sort of indifferent on how how Hill will play with the lack of star power at wide receiver. But he's at least worth being on your team because you don't want to see him if you don't have to as well. I mean, deep in the, in the playoffs, you know. Uh, the wide receivers to pick up after play, claims go through 
is Van Jefferson and Russell Gage. I honestly don't think Ridley comes back this season. So the Falcons have to pass somewhere other than my man, Cordero Patterson. The way he's played, I think I'm going to say his name from here on out like I'm announcing a heavyweight fight. Cordero Patterson. As far as tight ends, I think Logan Thomas is the only guy to own right now that you can pick up anyway. Uh, he was very close to securing TD in that game. I think that call could have went either way. Uh, the call was a coin flip. Uh, Thomas is solid. And in the land of tight ends, uh, just got smaller with Dan Arnold going to IR. And Farmuth is in concussion protocol. So you might be in a jam and forced to play Logan, which isn't a bad idea. The DSD streams are the Colts, Dolphins, Vikings, Eagles. And like I said previously, it's time to start prepping defenses for the playoffs. I think the Dolphins are a DST to add even through their bye. Week 15 streamers, Dolphins versus Jets, San Fran versus Atlanta, and Arizona versus Detroit. So if you think you might be uh, playing a wild card weekend for the first round of the playoffs, you didn't quite secure the bye, those are the defenses that you want to get now. You don't want to have to fight them, fight with your other league mates once it's time to pick those defenses up. Week 16, because I know you're, you're going to win your wild card round, Chargers versus Houston, Tampa versus Carolina, and Philly can be added as well. Uh, you might be able to play Miami back-to-back depending on how well Taysom looks. So that's just one to watch out for for right now. Uh, week 17, yeah. I know you're going to be in the championship. I'm rooting for you. Let's do this together. This is what we grinded for all year. New England versus Jacksonville. And pay attention if this defense or Nick Folk get dropped after this week. Because it might be an owner that's in desperation. He's like, oh, they're on a buy. I'll pick them up later. Wrong. Go get them. Tampa Bay versus the Jets. San Fran versus the Texans. Saints versus Carolina. Lots of options for the championship round. Now, if you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the family. The fantasy. Fantasy. The fantasy fixers family. Hit the subscribe button. Like it. Share it. You know how we get down. See you next week. I'm out. Give, give, give it away.